What's up, people? You are tuned into episode 55 of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast with Nathan Mitchell and Christina. Hey. And uh, yeah, we're late again. Again. Theme. Yeah, it's been a theme. But anyone that's been rocking with us has been listening to these episodes that we've been putting out. I, I want to apologize for these episodes because I feel like these episodes have been like lacking. Because if at least for me, I feel like that I have that these episodes haven't been one hundred percent. If that makes sense, I guess in comparison, in comparison to the previous episodes, but mainly because it's they're rushed and they might sound like they were put together last minute because they were <laughs> because of everything that's been going on mm-hmm. with us, and on top of that, being late, right? So, but I feel like it's summertime; people get it. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I still think that I don't like I don't like. I get excuses. it. I know. I know. But that's just me. I understand. It is what it is. But a lot has happened since the previous episode. Like in general. Oh, just oh yeah yeah around the world. Okay. Not not with us. Yep. Just mm-hmm. with everybody right. with the whole uh, Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. reversal or overturn. Um, Glenn Maxwell and R. Kelly getting locked up. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Didn't didn't we have an episode where we, we were? Yeah, and yeah. you never watched the special. Which one? The R. Kelly, surviving R. Kelly. Oh, surviving R. Kelly. This, this yeah. sounds like a shark attack. He, it is. <laughs> it's, it is. Yeah, like a walking <laughs> herpes attack. <laughs> okay, so what would you rather do? <laughs> Be locked in a room. <laughs> With a shark or the R? Jesus. That's terrible. By a shark. In a room, a shark. <laughs> yeah, never. Really, right. What's the shark going to do? Just be in the way? <laughs> right. You know? It'll stop eventually. Yeah. What do you get? Like 30 years? 30. And she got 20. She got 20. But he also got caught up with, I think, racketeering charges. Mm. I believe. Well, with sex trafficking. But so does she. Okay. But I think hers was different because she was affiliated with it. It wasn't Got she it. wasn't the front one, the front runner. <laughs> yeah. Front one. Did you did you hear the word I was about to mess up? <laughs> well, wanna. <laughs> it, it's yeah, that's what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn it. It's genetic. <laughs> can't you know, be mad now. I know. I can't. I can't. <laughs> now nah, I was just like, oh, sorry. I did this to you. Inside joke, people. Inside joke. But um, the Roe v. Wade overturn has been the the biggest, <clears throat> the biggest thing talked about, obviously, right? Because it, you know, whatever so DeSantis are... tried to do here, they gave pushback and it didn't go through. Like he tried to do the fifteen week. I don't. Ban. I don't know if it. The last time I checked, somebody blocked it. The, the la- judge blocked it or something. Right. So it's but, still, I don't know what the process is, but I don't think it's, it's official. Right. So the last article that I looked at, and today is Sunday the 3rd. So the last article that I looked at was Friday. Okay. And um, it, it mentioned that it was getting blocked, but it hasn't been stopped. If that okay, makes sense. It was kind of like delayed. 
where he was trying to turn it from 24 weeks to now 15 weeks mm-hmm. in, in with no exceptions. Which I think the no exceptions part is probably the the big thing that people are, you know, upset about. No, I don't think that's the biggest thing people are upset about. You think it's the weeks? I think it's just, yeah. Or like, just changing it in general. Just changing it in general, I think, would yeah. be the main thing. I don't know. And I'm not even going to pretend to know or pretend to yeah. act like I care. Yeah, I, I, I get I, it. I, truthfully, I, I, don't, I know. I don't know. But I... But just to be clear, I I do think that people should have the right to do the things that they want to do. With their bodies. I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to say that I think that people should have the right to do that. Not too, too broad. Not, I mean, obviously, if as long as it's not violent and things like that. Or, yeah, or how so about that, this? The, the things that have been in play, I don't understand why they were taken away. And I, I guess if mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop being a pussy and just go in on this, then... I'll say I when I first saw the the ruling of the overturn, the first thing obviously I was looking for my tinfoil hat because the first thing I was thinking of is why, mm-hmm. not this is an outrage. This is the, it's like why are they doing this? Yeah, because my brain always goes to there is a reason why, right? For sure, and deeper than what it it, right. what it is even. Yeah. yeah, and we've said on this platform or on this podcast before. We certainly don't think it has anything to do with religion. No. Right? Because God has not been a part of this country for quite some time. And then when you factor in, well, even more so now in terms of, you know, we don't even say God in church. Right? We, we just had a coach. I think it was, it was in the news not too long ago. I'm sorry. We don't say God in school, not church in school. But we just had, uh, not we, but there was a, a news article just recently. I want to say it was a week or two ago. I think it was right after the Roe v. Wade thing. But it was a coach. I can't remember what state it was in. I feel like it was in Michigan. But uh, it was a coach that was getting in trouble or he was under the under the microscope for wanting to pray with his football players prior to the games. Mm-hmm. And that was a problem. Mm-hmm. So just seeing something like that and then obviously seeing him uh, seeing that get dismissed and with discussions being had in regards to letting that be a thing and it not be a problem, that just said to me, this is another prime example of why God hasn't been involved in this country. Yeah. Because you don't even have the freedom to practice a, you know, practice your religion in a public space like a school. Now, it'd be one thing, and, may, and maybe I'm missing something in the story. Maybe that coach forced everyone to be a part of the prayer that didn't feel comfortable being a part of the prayer. I don't know. Yeah. And I would say if that was the case, then maybe that should be looked at. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't force someone to get down on one knee and pray if that's what they choose not to. And then not penalize them for not being a part of those prayer groups. I don't know if that's what took place. But if they wanted to do that, then I don't see why that should have even been like if everyone was topic. okay with it is what you're saying. If it, if all of the it. players were okay with it, yeah, and he chose to do that, I don't see why this particular coach would have even been under the microscope to hit the the news articles. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. to me, if God was in this country, like we pretended it is that that, that it is in this country, mm-hmm. then those things wouldn't take place. 
So I say all that to say when I first saw the overturning and to piggyback off of what we were saying in a previous episode, my initial knee-jerk reaction was this can't have to do anything with religion and things like that. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure for some people it might, mm-hmm. but as far as how the country sees it, it doesn't. And I, and I know that the overturning doesn't mean that it was the, you know, instantly saying abortions can't happen. From what I understand, it was giving the states the right to. Yeah. And it, it, it's just creating roadblocks and some probably very unnecessary ones for a lot of people. But that's on the state side. Right. right. So it so this was kind of a way of the government having less overreach. Right. Amongst the states. And we've been seeing that not just with this, but we've been seeing this with how we've handled COVID. Right. We've allowed the states to kind of handle how they want to handle it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the government kind of, and by government, I mean, you know, the federal government decided, am, am I saying that right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not a politician or anything like that. I'm not into politics, but we have seen them step out of that. Right. We've seen it, it happen states, with, yeah. you know, now the next polarizing thing, which is the second amendment and how we handle guns. It's a yeah. state by state thing. So now we're seeing it again with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which is now allowing the states to decide how they want to handle abortions. So if you unfortunately live in a state that decides, hey, we're going to lean more conservative on the abortion topic, and now that you see them take away the rights that people once may have had, mm-hmm. right? then you know that, that's where the outrage is. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I get into the next thought process, I think it's important for people to, if they're not registered to vote, and if they don't partake in their local elections and mm-hmm. don't know what's going on locally, now more than ever, it's probably a really good time to start getting more involved yeah. in that. And it's always been an important thing because it's kind of been a thing where the United States are the states are their own kind of little country, right? And it's this blanketed. And that's kind of how the idea of the United States was originally written. So now we're just seeing more and more freedom or more and more, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, Liberties given to the states, right? And how they want to handle their people. So with that, it's probably even more important now, more so than ever and moving into the future because if this is happening then it's only going to be more things that they're going to put in the state's hands and allow them to just handle it and they're just going to step back it's giving me like handmaid's tale vibes <laughs> mm. yeah but uh register to vote pay more attention and uh know who you're voting for and where they stand politically and Hopefully, hmm. the people that get in the office are people that are aligned with your beliefs. Right? Or you're just going to have to move states. Or you're going to have to move states. <laughs> right? But just to get back to what I was saying, as I'm looking at this and saying, what is going on? What is the reason for this? The first thing that I can think of, and this was kind of confirmed with that, what was her name? Uh, Mary Miller. The representative Mary you Miller. Tell me about that. Yeah. That was at the most recent Trump rally. I want to say it was in Illinois, or she's at least a representative for Illinois. I love how Trump is still having rallies. Yeah, good for him. 
<laughs> people mean? are still out in at in this state. Hey, listen, they're still on corners. Listen, if I've if I was never Trump, seen any shit like that in my fucking life. I haven't either. But if I was Trump and I was still getting love and support, I'll I'll be doing rallies too. Yeah, I don't blame him. Hey, yeah. if, if people are going to keep me alive and people are going to keep yeah. funding these things, and because I'm sure he's getting paid lovely. Or at least, or at least, if he's not getting paid lovely in money, he's getting paid lovely in the attention. Yeah, and you know, his if, ego. It feels good. For it's, sure. It feels yeah, yeah. Which, good. Which just is going what up. he loves. He's a rock star. Yeah, he's a fucking rock star. Amongst the 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 MAGA community, right? Right, and I think that is a an okay term. I only say it because <laughs> what they is say it. We don't know. They, they I, no. I think she said it. I think she said the MAGA something. She so she did address them as that, but um. When I first saw this, I was thinking, oh, this has to be, has to do something with preserving the white numbers. Hmm. Because there's no way that anyone would ever do anything to benefit the, the, the black community or people of color. Right. Like you mean like government step in to try to do that? Right, 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 right. Because for a long time, I don't know about you, but for a long time, I've been under the belief that people of color, minorities are the, the number one people who get abortions. Well, right? they make it seem that way. Right. And and I know I know how numbers work. So when I say the number one person or the number one people, I'm speaking per capita, mm-hmm. right? I'm not talking about the amount. I know white people, because they are the majority for now, right? They will usually always have higher numbers with everything because there are more right. of them. Which is, right? it makes but sense. per capita, I was always under the impression that people of color were the leading people of getting abortions, right? It turns out that that might not be the case. I don't know. I didn't do my full research. I just saw a couple of things I clicked on after watching what Mary Miller said. But I say all that to say that little conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it, or the idea that, and I know it's not original. It's not my idea. A lot of people have spoken about this since the Roe v. Wade thing, especially if you listen to people of color that, have these discussions but before hearing anyone say it that was my initial thought process without me piggybacking into it and right right so i'm not my idea wasn't coming from me yelling into an echo chamber yeah right um anyway but she did say something along the lines of the end of roe v wade is a victory for white life Hmm. and then interesting and then everyone cheered (sighs) Everyone's having a good time, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Trump's like acknowledging it. And I think when she was asked about it, she said, oh, that was a mistake. Hmm. Well, we all know what a Freudian slip is. Right. Even if it was. Right. Right. So when I hear something like that, I go, see, this is what I'm, this is Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. So then I looked uh, into what other people were talking about. And interestingly enough, I was sent to a uh, video by Jane Elliott. I don't know if you heard of her, but I don't think so. She's an older white woman and she's kind of like uh Is she always talking about race? She's always talking about race. Yeah. She's always like a truth, a, a truth teller depending on what you believe the yeah, truth yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear for the people out there that are listening, I don't say truth teller as if I think she's telling the truth, as if I believe in that. And it's not to say that I don't, but I, I don't subscribe to anyone. So this is just me getting on the internet, hearing things, and, you know, she's known to be a truth teller right. if you believe in the things that she believes in, right? Right. If you follow her, then she's woke. She tells the truth. Right, right. She's all these things. But 
she was saying that she knew someone, and, and we're going to get off this topic because this is not a political podcast, but I just wanted to share this. But she was saying something along the lines of she knew someone that was in a, a high position. And this has been talked about for years now about the, uh, the, the population or the, the number of white people in the country are dwindling, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that we talked about in a previous episode, not related to any particular race, but just in general that people aren't like our replacement number thing mm-hmm. is off. I can't remember the, the actual term, but yeah. it, typically in a perfect world, for every two people that are together, like every partner that, that are together, they will at least have two children right. or more in order to continue to replenish the, the population. population yeah. Because eventually they're going to be gone. So yeah. if they're gone and they're, they left two behind, then we're still in, in good shape. They have three behind, even better. For white people, supposedly it's not that, right? So the talks that were being had was, okay, well, let's... Let's do this. In order to solve that issue, how about we pay women to have children, right? In order to motivate them to have children, right? Assuming that the reason why people aren't having children is lack of motivation or lack of a reasoning, or they feel like they can't afford it. So if we pay them, then now they'll be motivated because money motivates everything and then they'll be reimbursed. And so that it, it will take care of the issue of income. when were these conversations at years ago this is old okay years ago years ago but she's talking about this i want to say she talked about this oh i think two years ago okay i could be wrong i don't okay, know okay. i'm kind of i'm kind of freestyling but this is from her but the problem that they ran into is they go well if we do that to be fair we're going to have to pay every woman and we don't want to have to pay women of color mm-hmm. right so we can't do that right because we're willingly having mad babies anyway Right. 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 Yeah. And then there was something else. I I can't remember what she said. It was like another solution that they came up with, but they just couldn't do it because it would have helped out other people of Mm -hmm. other races. Um, And obviously that's not something that they were trying to do. So the next best thing would be, Hey, if they are having abortions at a higher rate, and I think they said somewhere along the lines of like 60% of the the abortions. I'd be interested in these numbers. Just from my own personal. And this is from her. So it's not me yeah. doing the research. This is mm-hmm. from her. But at the time, they were saying that 60% of the abortions that happen in the United States are coming from white people. Right? Oh, the other thing that they said they were going to do was they were going to uh, slow down immigration in order to help uh, counterbalance or balance out the, the numbers. So if we stop immigration, then that will. But then that looked racist. So they didn't want to do that. because. There they are again trying to solve a problem without looking like they're trying to do it with, you know, ill intentions or good intentions. I mean, depend on what you're trying to do. Right. I, I guess if you're if you're white, then, yeah, you will probably want your numbers to stay good. Right. And I don't think that's racist to say that. I think that's a whole nother. I'll be the first person to say I'll be the first person to say I root for black people all day long. And it doesn't make me a hateful person. You could call me racist if you want because I root for my team, but I root for black people on every kind of level, right? Whenever we're inventing something, I root for, you know, if something's invented, I Google it and I see it's by a black person, cool. 
to me, that's a, a point. I love to see black families or families of color because that makes me feel good. I like seeing, uh, <laughs> I love this. I love seeing when I hear about, not that I like seeing mass shootings or things like that, but I love it when I see like bad shit happen and you look at the name and it's not a black person. You go <laughs> like, that's like, like these are the things that I do. So I root for black people in every kind of way. So I can see a world and we don't have to, we don't have to unpack this here, but mm-hmm. I can see a world where someone that is white would want to see their race stay alive. Right. Got it. Now, as long as it's not done in a way like that one mass shooter where remember the Buffalo, mm-hmm. where he was saying that in order to balance out the numbers, he was going to try to like, that's, that's where it's a problem, but it starts somewhere. Right. And it might start with whatever, but that's no here. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but we're going to get to relationships. I swear people. <laughs> Cause this all kind of ties in, right? I guess. I'll find a way to make it time. You will, I'm sure. I will. If anybody can, you can. I will. I will. <laughs> so the next best thing would be to have have it where they could set up a way where, A, the federal government doesn't look like they're the bad guy, and they could get people on board with passing laws that prevent abortions. and And... These laws are primarily going to get passed in states that are red states. Red mm-hmm. states are usually predominantly mm-hmm. yeah. white, which would then force white women to have children in order to keep the numbers where they want them. And again, I'm not saying that this is what it is, but that's where my mind went to. Right. And... I felt like I had a little bit of confirmation when I saw that representative Mary Miller make the comment that she made on the stage and the reaction that took place. I know it's like a macro thing, but I'm looking at it like micro. I just, I just feel for people who this is going to cause life changing situations or problems for. Mm -hmm. It it breaks my heart. Right. Regardless of what that's my overall feeling about it. Obviously, I have things that I think of it, but that's just how I feel about it in general. It's a a hard thing for an already hard thing, thing. (laughs) you know? Right. Yeah. And and regardless of what the intentions are, whether they be based on good intentions or bad intentions or neutral intentions, it's just this whole greater good thing that I just have a problem with sometimes. And that's why I said it makes, it gives me handmade stale vibes. Right. I just wish happiness. Yeah. I hope that, you know, and I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people out there that are, that are affected by these changes. Mm-hmm. And um, my heart goes out to them. And uh, I, I know that in the beginning I sounded a bit insensitive when I said, I, I don't care. But I mean, I would say that about any issue that doesn't directly affect me and i guess that's just me being selfish a lot of people probably feel that way right 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 and and i know me i say a lot of things that a lot of people feel but they're just afraid to say or they don't they won't say it but it you know for issues that don't directly impact me i by me saying i don't care it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that 
I wish the bad thing would happen or it doesn't mean that I don't feel for people that are put in bad it just positions. Doesn't affect like, you. I, it just doesn't affect me. So it's, I'm not up in arms about it, I get it. but, but I can still say that I do feel bad for the people that are going to find themselves in positions where these changes affect them and it changes their lives whether in a good way or, or in, a, in a bad way or a good way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, yeah. I guess to tie back into relationships, I think now it's even more important to make sure that conversations are had in relationships even early on with, you know, the idea of children or, you know, what the plans are and things like that. Because depending on what state you live in, the things that you do in your relationship can lead to things that could potentially hinder your relationship or change it in ways permanently that can't be changed. Right. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a way of saying, <laughs> make sure you wear protection if you all don't want kids without saying it. <laughs> cause I don't want to, I don't want to blame people. Cause I, I know I'm, I, I am not. The person, <laughs> I am not the condom spokesman at all. People, I don't know anyone who knows me knows that I am not the condom spokesman. But they're not going to sponsor this podcast. But I was just trying to find a way to tie back into a relationship. You tried, you tried. I did. But it doesn't have to be a clean transition. Yeah, we can just move on. We can just move on. <laughs> Godspeed. Register to vote. Get out there and vote. All right. The next one, the next, the next topic really isn't. I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I, I want to speak on a good topic. I'm going to speak okay. on a positive topic. Okay. Give it to me, please. So there is a new app, new dating oh, an, app. Oh, a new dating yeah. app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm not out here downloading these dating apps. Okay. I promise. I'm That's not Googling dope dating apps. This is what I got from, (laughs) this is what I got from the relationship website. And it seems like a really cool dating app. Okay. Check this out. So the dating app is designed for people that just want to cut the short shit short. Cut the short shit short. Did I say that the first time? You did. Why did it sound like I said something different? I don't know, babe, but you did. It's like the she shows, she shows, (laughs) the short shit short. (laughs) Is designed for the people that want to cut the short shit short. Okay. And just get straight to the date. Just face to face. I don't want to do all this bullshit of swiping all day long. It's called Thursday. And the reason why it's called Thursday is because the app goes live one time a week. Just so happens to be Thursday. And it's live for 24 hours. And it's designed to encourage people to get on the app, meet, you know, find someone they're interested in, and then you set up a date for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Keep it moving. Oh, so that you can't bullshit. So There's you can't. No so, you, so you're not. So you're not doing all this dragging shit out. Dragging shit out. Okay. You're not. You know. And 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 if you ask me, I think it is more designed to help weed out the people that are just online seeking validation. Yeah, because I'm sure there's a lot of that. Right. So you're you're not going to be here all all week talking to me, asking me about my day, just so you could feel good that you're getting some sort of attention. And knowing damn well it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Knowing that you're you're not going to meet up, probably because you don't even you're not even the person you say you are. But this <laughs> app just twenty four hours, boom. Okay. Hey, that's pretty 
cool. We're all on here. We're interested in meet, meeting up in a perfect world. It's probably this weekend coming up. So we match, we link up. Hey, where are we going? And again, people out there that are dating, it doesn't have to be an elaborate date. It could be something as simple as you meet up for coffee. Yeah. That way, if that person's not the person that you want to be around, you've already established this thing where we're meeting up for coffee. We're only going to do this for a half hour. Mm -hmm. That way you could be in and out. If you want to continue another date, continue another date. For the guys, it sounds like like a, a type of speed dating. Exactly. Almost. That's that's exactly what I thought. Sort of, of. Yeah. That's exactly that's, what I thought of it. If it's your thing, that sounds really cool. Right. You would be interested in doing that. No. You actually want to? You you like the the long form? <laughs> you know that I don't like to see people in person. That would horrify me. See, this is right up my alley. I'm, I'm sure it is. I like this. I bet you do. And mainly because I've been caught in a lot of situations where. And it didn't even feel like that we weren't connecting, not not you and I, but other women that I've had failed dating attempts with. Okay. But um, it didn't feel like that we lost connection. It just felt like it got dragged out so long that it's like, well, where's this going? And then you just like, you know what? Fuck it. And you just dead it. I see. You see I what I'm saying? Okay. And this cuts that out. This just gets straight to the point. Keep it moving. But I also feel like that's telling, period. Telling what? That it just wasn't going to go anywhere anyway. But I guess you just want to see that face-to-face -face quicker. Uh, I think if you are interested in conversation with someone, you're going to keep it going. True. The same way we did. True, 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 true. Well, I didn't give anybody else my phone number to start texting me. Yeah, no, I, was I interested get it. in our conversation. I get it. You know I what I mean? It. I get it. I guess this just cuts. No, just... I get it. If it's your thing, because some people do just want to be like, hey, I just want to meet face to face because some people miss that or people used to meet that way. So it's just like, hey, let's just get straight to it. I get it. Right. It would make me super uncomfortable, but I understand. If it's your thing, that's like a great app. Now, this is where I'm going to be a little pessimistic. Which kind of ties into our next topic. Hey. Hey. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Men are going to use this as a way to just try to fuck on the first day. Yeah. But I think women, that's, <laughs> that's the story of our life anyway. Right. So this is not new. Right. Right. So I. You get that just walking into any fucking regular store, just someone trying to fuck you. So it's not. Right. This app is going to be super convenient for guys. But it's going to be a headache for women. Just, just thinking, just thinking, and again, I'm being pessimistic, but just thinking about how heterosexual relationships typically are mm -hmm. heterosexual interactions, not relationships, interactions okay. typically work. The guy, the, the woman is on a dating app and she's fearful that the guy just wants to fuck her anyway because there's a lot of assholes out there. That's just trying to get some news, just trying to fuck or whatever, you know, just trying to hook up as opposed to actually being in a relationship. Right. So now here you have this app where it cuts the short shit short. So she doesn't even have the time to just weed out the assholes, which is probably where the benefit but of I having a long maybe, form conversation. Well, I think the opposite. In. I feel like a woman would be able to tell that pretty quickly in person, too. True. But some I, but women I, might prefer But now you got to see this guy. And, and I don't. I would imagine women probably don't like to be put in those situations I, where again, I they not like, to tell a guy no to his face, and you don't know how that's how is that. Gonna I think be? if it's if it's your thing, people are gonna love it both ways. Some women are okay with that. 
True. And they'll go out. They'll meet. They'll say, "Okay, I'll meet you," and then they'll have their homegirls at the bar next door. If it doesn't work out, like I'm sure people who like that kind of thing already know how to manage it. Yeah, true. Thursday, download the app. Single people, cut the short shit short, <laughs> and meet your future spouse. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, where's he going with this?" What do you think I was gonna say? I don't know. I can't. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't have it in me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. But, 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 but. The pessimism <laughs> <laughs> ties into the next topic, which is something else that I saw just recently. It was a new article. And this article was talking about a phrase that is now being used more and more. And it so it's not a new word. It, or 2019, new phrase. 2019. Okay, so it was it established is new. in 2019. No, it is new. It's new. But but now it's picking up traction. Of course. Of course it is. Right. Hetero pessimism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are interested in what hetero pessimism is, it's an attitude. It's an attitude of disappointment, embarrassment, or despair. At the state of heterosexual relationship. Did I say that right? You said it right, but elaborate. Oh, I thought you were looking at me crazy like I... No, my my eyes are dry. Oh, okay. (laughs) That makes more sense. (laughs) Basically, what it does is, is, is looking at people that are in heterosexual relationships and people that are, I guess you could say, tired or disappointed or... Um, just kind of just fed up with the 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 typical heterosexual culture that comes with being in a heterosexual relationship, okay. such as if you're married, right? Uh-huh. Saying things like "Happy wife, happy life," but you say it right. sarcastically, or "This is my ball and chain," or you're "Really fucking miserable." This is my current husband with the idea that this isn't going to work out, right? You know it, that I heard some a woman once told me, which I loved. What's that? She called her ex-husband her husband. Her husband. Yeah. Super creative. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> which, if you if you're cool with your ex-husband, like that's a better way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband. My husband. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Mm-hmm. I got another name. No, I'm kidding. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> But uh, this was primarily coined because of the irony of people staying in that typical heterosexual relationship, despite their attitude towards them. So to me, what it sounds like when I read this article is, yes, I'm sure there are some people out there that are really like, oh, what am I doing? This is so mundane. Happy wife, happy life. I just say yes, dear. Da, 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 da. Yes, I'm sure there's some people that are like that. But this article has taken that and has spun it in a way to where people are now being pessimistic towards a heterosexual relationship. And instead of trying something new, right, they stay in this thing that they're miserable in as opposed to getting out of it and living an alternative lifestyle. Right. Got it. As if that's the problem. As if that's a problem. Okay. that right. I guess that's my problem with, the whole term it's just like 
alluding to the fact that like there's just something better out there as if people in same sex relationships are just so happy and not miserable. Right. But not to mention too, those things when they're said, they're almost said in like tongue in cheek or kind of like a, like in jest. Yeah, because exactly. Like, I don't, I don't, and sure, there's miserable people, miserable heterosexual couples. Sure. There's miserable fucking people, period. Period. So it's like, yeah, and that's just part of life and relationships and things being complicated and people being together for long periods of time. It's not always perfect and beautiful and happy mm-hmm. and great. Just part of it. Right. Like, for instance, if, I, if, I, if I'm talking to a, a friend of mine, it, more so uh, another man that's married, and I go, yep, you know how it is. Happy wife, happy life. And I just say, yes, dear, and keep it moving. Even though I'm saying it in a way where it's like... You wouldn't it, say that. No, no, but... No, but what I'm saying is, is even if I say something along the lines uh-huh. where I'm being absolutely sarcastic and it appears that I might be not in the best state of mind or being jovial about being in a relationship with a woman, it, it it's said in a way where we're expressing that we kind of understand how this works, right? Yeah. Like, like we understand, okay, men have a plight when it comes to dealing with the, the, the woman that we're with and women have their other, you know, their separate plights about, you know, things that they go through dealing with men because we're two different things. Right. Yeah. And two different things are trying to make this one world work together. And there has to be a lot of compromise and sacrifice and, and understanding and, and understanding and, and patience and yada, yada, yada. So saying that doesn't necessarily mean that I wish that I wasn't in it or I'm unhappy there that are you want times, to try something else. There are times that I might be unhappy. Right. right? But but saying that is just kind of it's more more tongue in cheek. It's more like it's, it's more to just and express I think get that. emotions and well some people don't. Well, and they they coin these terms. But it's it's another way of just expressing that emotion that I feel is like, "Ugh, yes, dear." kind of thing. And then <laughs> and then another guy would go like, "Yeah, I get it." kind of thing. Are you going to start calling me dear? Dear. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like deer is just weird. It is weird. Yes, dear. If I if I did it, it'll be it'll be saying it sarcastically. Don't do it even joking. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that would that, be exactly, me out. Yeah. That that's how you know that I'm just ugh. Mm-hmm. Yes, dear. Kind of but that's me being hetero hetero pessimistic. <laughs> right. If I say that. And so what this article suggests is that people should try to lean more towards a very alternative lifestyle, somewhat similar to the LGBTQAI plus. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got it right. For those of you who are not up to speed, it may, maybe maybe we're not up to speed. I don't know. Maybe everyone else knew, but I don't know. I thought it just stopped at LGBTQ plus, but now there's an A and an I. And then a plus. And then a plus. But don't you cover everything with the plus at the end of it, wherever you stop? Right, because where, 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 where does it end? Where does it end now? But plus covers everything, whatever else we well, miss. There's going to be other other things that are... I thought the AI, no joke, I thought the AI <laughs> stood for artificial intelligence. Because it does, but not here. Not here, not here. Yeah. It's actually asexual in an intersex. Is it intersexual or intersex? I would think intersex. intersex. 
Intersexual? Intersect. Okay. Goggle it. Your Google machine. Yeah, your Google machine. <laughs> I wish that that I wish that entire You fucked up and you started something without pressing record. I know, I know. And you should have known. Because it was so raw. It was so raw. It was uh it was so good. Too bad these people would never <laughs> be able to. But yes, LBGTQAI plus. There it is, folks. That'll be loud in the <laughs> But yes, so um, what this article was saying was is that if we lean more towards expanded kinship relationships, and then it says platonic or romantic polyamorous relationships or good relationship therapy, which if you ask me, I think that should have gone first. And I was kind of unclear about the platonic or romantic polyamorous relationships. Because typically, if something's platonic, it it won't lead into polyamory, right? Because platonic would be non-sexual. Right. So, so can polyamory be non-sexual? I don't think so. I think by definition, it is everyone is in a partnership and they- Some sort of romantic sort of Romantic and everyone knows about one another and yada, yada, okay. yada. It's like this mutual agreement of okay. sexual openness within that group. I believe so. I I know that's not the definition, you know, per se, but that's typically what it means. It's usually sex is involved. I think it has to be involved for polyamory by definition. Okay. Right. That's what I would have thought. Maybe it's just a grammatical error. Maybe they meant platonic, comma, romantic polyamorous relationships or good relationship Maybe. therapy. Right. Because certainly if you're fucking somebody, you're you're not platonic. Or you just don't know what platonic means. <laughs> there's that does anything mean what it fucking means anymore I, I you know what so there's that there's that but if you ask me i first of all first of all before there should be relationship therapy i think that mind your own fucking business first of all <laughs> or at, or at the very least at the very least if you're going to hear someone say something first find out if they are truly having issues within a relationship. And then if they are, is it because they just don't like being heterosexual or is it just, they don't like the, the partner, but more than likely if people are saying things, then they're doing it in jest, right? Or they're doing it because they don't like the person that they're with. And that happens a lot. And then I also feel like, okay, if we see that there's a problem, it's so much so that we're coining a term now to talk about how pessimistic it is unless is there something that we can work on to maybe get to the bottom of why it is that there's this problem versus it being like oh it's just it's a shitty thing go try something else maybe that maybe you're just maybe you don't even know what you like go try something new like what yeah i you know what it is i think it just all ties into where we're moving at in as in a society right where instead of trying to work on the yeah. things that are the issues, it's just, uh, uh, let's just delete and let's just do something. Yeah, maybe you need to just go live with friends and start a fucking Yeah, community. maybe maybe relationships aren't for you. Right, or maybe you don't even like men. <laughs> but to coin, but, but, to, but to coin a term to me is... I know. It's just so, it's so hyperbolic. And that's, that's what it is. Everything is just so 
hyperbolic and and it just creates a divide and can you imagine if someone said that to you maybe maybe just being hetero pessimistic about it you said you're like what the fuck are you, what the fuck you just say to me <laughs> <laughs> and then they they mentioned how I, I can't remember exactly how it was set up, but they mentioned that Married at First Sight show and how it's just... As if know, that's a real fucking thing. Right. And As if like, that's how heterosexual relationships work or come to be. Right. That's fucking crazy. That's but a joke. It, it talked about the guy that doesn't get to see the woman and now he's stuck in a relationship as if they really got married. I, I doubt that they... Or really if that's what people are doing. No one's doing that. That's not real. Right. And the people that are doing it are the people that are on the show if they really get married, which I don't really think they're getting married. But couples therapy or good relationship therapy, I think that should be the number one thing. <laughs> if 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 you were to give anyone advice before you tell them that they should just try something new, they should just try relationship therapy. Yeah, and, and get to the bottom of why this isn't working if you're really in that space. Because I could certainly see a world where and this is me playing devil's advocate, I guess. I could see a world where, um, and I, I, I'm just spitballing because I'm I'm not homosexual, but I could see where a homosexual couple, a man and a man and a woman and a woman or whatever, I don't, maybe maybe that's the wrong term now. I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I'm going to get in trouble for that. But I could see where two people that are the same, right? genetically they is that wrong now too <laughs> but i'm not saying it's being an asshole i'm just i'm just trying to say same. whatever that means to you because who knows anymore okay well this is going to be this is going to sound like i'm being an asshole but this is me i guess being semantics man right if i well no this wouldn't be semantics this would be kind of not anyway if i say a man and a man it could be a man and a woman that identifies as a man but but I say genetically just to specify that I'm talking about two people that are but we're born born the same. Okay, that share the same X and Y or the whatever. There it is. There we have. There it, it is. So don't get mad at me. Anyway, okay. But the point we're I was trying, chromosomes. But the point I was trying to make was in defense of those people, I can see where they will look at a heterosexual relationship and go, oh. They don't understand one another because they're not one in the same. We understand each other better because we're two guys. On we're paper, that sounds ladies. like you could on be paper, onto something. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I could see a world where if two guys are together and like, oh shit, oh ah, that nigga be all right. You know, and he, you know, <laughs> and they they kind of they know how to navigate it because at no point would they ever say, ah, would never understand women. Like a man would say if he's with a woman, right? Like, ugh. as soon as you think you got to figure it out, you don't have to figure it out, right? I doubt that that would be the case in a homosexual relationship. So I could see we're on the outside looking in. They will create terms like this, assuming that this was created by someone that's homosexual. I don't know. But I could see where they will create a term like this because they're looking at us like, hmm, they just don't get one another. Why do they keep on? Maybe they should try something different. Because maybe it's not in them to. <laughs> You're giving me that look like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? I'm trying here. <laughs> I really am. Does that not make sense? No, it does, babe. It does. 
That's, that's I'm rolling my eyes at the whole fucking thing. Is what it is. That's all I'm trying to do. I know. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get into it, but it's just it's, it just sounds so ridiculous to me. Yeah, but they did mention couples therapy, which I thought was probably the most responsible thing that they did in this article, and they probably could have led with that. With that, right? Right, and it kind of leads into our next topic. <laughs> The segue, God, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> couples therapy. It's very important. Very important. And it just so happens to be a very good show on Showtime. Check it out. We're not in it, but this would be. <laughs> I We mentioned this before. We mentioned that we were going to start this new show that were well, new to us. New to us, right. Come to find out this has been around since before the pandemic. But it's a show on Showtime. It's called Couples Therapy. And it is now three seasons deep. And it it kind of allows you to be a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Inside the room of a couple's therapist. You know, it'd been cool if they had like a dog cam because of the dog that's there. So like, what what's the dog see? They did it for a little bit in one. They did? But more like him going into the office with oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm speaking like because he and, is the fly uh-huh. on the wall. Yeah, that would be cool. Would if be they cool. had like a, like a little mm-hmm. dog cam. It's like, oh, I get what they're doing. That was artistic. But it allowed you to be a fly on the wall and look at what couples therapy could look like if, you know, you and a person you're with are going through things. And I, I guess the number one thing that we saw in the show and probably the number one thing that people go through, especially if they're in a heterosexual relationship, and this is kind of like looping it back into that term, that hetero pessimism, right? Mm-hmm is you don't fully understand your partner, right? And and not just because of, you know, men having a hard time understanding women and women having a hard time understanding men, but just understanding that your partner had a life and that individual. had a long road, an individual right. life mm-hmm. way before you. And with all kinds of shit. All kinds of, yeah. right. Things or, or not even just it doesn't necessarily even have to be negative things. It could just mm-hmm. be things that just shape them and why they have a completely different point of view mm-hmm. outside of their their gender and things like that. And especially if they had traumatic things happen to them that really has put them in a place where it is now causing a a I guess you say bump in the road or waves in a relationship and all you want is smooth sailing but going through couples therapy or or even seeing this tv show just kind of shows people the importance of a doing the work individually mm-hmm. right and probably with that being maybe not the thing you should do first but at least something that should be well it should heavily I, considered yeah I, I would think probably just as important if you're doing couples therapy for most people to also be doing therapy individually as well. Right. But depending on, you know, your life, I guess. Right. 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 Experiences. But more than likely you probably don't know it's you until a middleman tells you, Hey, this could be you. This could be linked sure. to something that mm-hmm. you have done. And then you, you were saying how people as individuals come into a relationship with their own quote unquote baggage, right? You didn't use that mm-hmm. word, but you're mm-hmm. saying that. 
but also the things that the traumas that could happen within a relationship with you and that person that could shape the relationship. Some people went through some traumatic things together and then that started affecting their relationship. So not only just their individual baggage, but things that have happened within the relationship that were traumatic as well. Right. Like infidelity, for example. You know what I mean? And how do you navigate life after that and actually be happy and make something work and trust that person or whatever and move on? Right. Right. And and so this show really highlighted that because it's from the three seasons. I want to say each season had, what, four or five different couples? Yeah. Four or five. I I can't quite remember. Four or five different couples. Yeah. And uh, I I feel like the third season was the, the deepest one. As far as the first season, the problems that the couples were facing, besides one couple, it it could have easily been everyday things that couples go through. Yeah. Right. It it, it didn't feel like it was something that was, ooh, like it was it it was deep, but it wasn't too super deep, heavy. Right. The second season. The second season. Uh. I didn't love it because it was kind of all over the place because there were parts of it where they tried to incorporate the COVID. Yeah. And they did like virtual sessions. And they're, they're kind of seeing, and that season, I feel like they started off with a lot more couples. Mm-hmm. And then some people fell off. It seemed like they didn't follow everybody all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that one, I didn't, that season ended better it than ended, it started. It ended better than it started. Yeah. Way better. So don't skip it, watch it, but just know that. In the end, it does. They focus on more on certain couples, and it does get better. Right, right, right. And then you see, oh wow, this is something that was unpacked that mm-hmm. could easily be, you know, again something more along the lines of the first season where it, it felt like it it could have easily hit close to home to a lot of people. Yeah. The third season to me is where it felt like they found people that were really going through some deep, deep stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though even though it felt like it felt like it was a completely different world, like these are things that that I'm never going to ex- experience because I'm I've never f- experienced the things that these people have experienced in their individual life prior to being in a relationship. But even if you can't relate to what the people are going through, you can relate to just what it looks like if you're trying to communicate with a partner and there is a disconnect there. Yeah, because everyone can relate to that. Everyone can relate to that. Right. And just and just seeing, seeing how you can navigate it. Right. And yeah. then and then throughout watching it, you get the opportunity to kind of think about some of the interactions, at least for me, you get to think about some of the interactions that 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 you've had with your partner or partners or whatever it may be. And uh, you get to kind of see what they're doing wrong. Who? The the, the couples in couples therapy. Oh, as far okay, as like okay. when they communicate and, and different things that they do or some of the toxic behavior that they, yeah. you know, or the selfish behavior that they put out. Yeah. And then you go, you, you initially critique them or you judge them, but then you go, oh, maybe I've done something like that <laughs> where yeah. I, you know, you just, you just, you're ready to react or, or you're, you're hearing someone instead of with the intent to listen with the intent to respond. Yeah. Because everyone thinks 
for the most part that you're right. How you see it is right. Right. And you're wrong. I'm right. Right. That's typically what happens. <sighs> typically. With any given scenario. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to have someone be like, well, actually, think about it this way or look at it this way. And sometimes you do need a third party for that. Right. Just the way we work. Right. So so seeing this show kind of really put a lot of that in perspective. And it was entertaining, a bit slow, a bit slow, but definitely worth the ride, especially, especially if you are the type of person where you like to watch people like if you're into psychology and yeah it's, relationships it's really and interesting like that. Like, it's, it's we really would pause it often and it had conversations and it would spark conversation mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. that alone i think is cool right for people to be able to do that because it does it makes you think makes you like then you have an opinion like you said and then we talked about our own opinions about other people and like i think i think it's a good opportunity if nothing else i could provide opportunities for certain conversations among the couple who's watching it. Right. Right. I, I, I'm trying to think of um, one specifically that, you know, I want to hone in on, but I can't. Like one I, couple? Yeah, I can't. I can't really think about it or I can't really, you know, I don't know from what season. I, I want to say that the one the the one couple that I feel like I learned the most from was probably the couple in the first season, and it was the the woman the, the she was Puerto Rican I believe and the black guy okay like I felt like I learned a lot from in what way them. just just how how much of an impact your your past traumas can have on your relationship. And how, without you realizing it, without you realizing yeah, it, yeah, which was their issue, right? And then how, and I don't want to say delusion because I, I, I don't like that word, especially when these people. It's not a delusion; it's their perception has been altered. Their, their reality is to where yeah. right, mm -hmm. and then and then their perception really becomes their reality, and they believe that it's their reality, and then you have another person that suffers from it right and uh i don't know i i, I just felt I've, i felt more for that couple than than the other ones just because it was it was i don't know it but it at the end of the day it was very eye-opening because it it just highlighted the importance of making sure that the individual work is done mm -hmm. but i don't think that that would have reared its head without them being in couples therapy or she would have, it would have come up if she had been going to therapy on her own, like you're saying. If she had been doing self work, right. that would have come up for her. But the problem is, like you just said, or, or you know, and then I piggyback it and I, and I just said it is that if your perception is that you're fine, you're okay, that I'm right and everyone else is wrong, then you're not going to think that you need therapy. But I also feel like, depending how self aware you are, if you do come from a certain type of background because your life has given like the way she did she had a lot of trauma so you would think at some point you'd say hey maybe i need to go see somebody about all the shit that i've been through because it was heavy shit 
And I feel like I'm okay, but maybe I should just double check. I should, you know, check in with yeah. somebody. The problem with therapy is that it's, it's such a privileged thing that it is. a lot it's of people don't up. even think that that is a, an option. Well, it's, it's sometimes that is the case. Right. Sometimes it's not an option. It's not an option. Because it's not something that is focused on, mm-hmm. talked about. For some people, it's not affordable in a lot of different ways. Like, it's, it, it's really fucked up. Like I know in the black community, it's that's therapy. Who needs therapy? That's you yeah. Know, that's white people shit. Like that's oh I know. That's what is said, right? Yeah. And um, a lot of that comes from, I guess. Well, first comes from the, not having that resource available, or being able to afford that resource, right? So you create excuses as to why you don't want to take advantage of it, and the easiest excuse would be this ain't for me. That's for white people, right? And but then also too is just I guess for I guess for for me, if I was thinking about why I would say something like that, it would be I ain't crazy. Well, I was gonna say, I think that because it's that way, I think in the Hispanic community too. It's like you almost normalize trauma. Right. Like there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot wrong with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if that's your life and the life of the majority of people around you, mm-hmm. you don't look at it like it's fucked up. Right. Like the the one couple and they were talking about, oh, the guy was talking about being spanked by his father. And, and so she said she called it abuse. And by definition, yeah, that's abusive, right? But that, that made him that really uncomfortable. Abuse. And he's like, no, that's not abuse. My father wasn't abusive. He just, he spanked us. But only when we did something wrong. Only when there we did something wrong. was a consequence. Right. So you created an excuse for the abuse. And so it ties into that. And even though I'm of the mindset where I, what you see, I don't, I don't spank. I mean, you haven't seen me. I have spanked before and I'm not against spankings right but that's not my go-to and i was spanked so i don't see that as abusive but i can see if you're going by definitions of things then that is a form of abuse that can lead to trauma because and then also we talked about this define spankings because right you when you when you hear the word spank it almost sounds like Oh, it's just a little tap it's on little, the butt. Yeah. Um, we're talking belts. Yeah. <laughs> extension cords. Yeah. Wild shit. Those are beatings. That's not a spanking. And yeah. that's, you know what I'm saying? But if that's how you grew up and that's normal for you, you wouldn't. And then it's also like we said, you look back and you don't want to look at your parents like abusers. Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel like you were a victim of, of abuse. That's so fucking heavy. So that could hinder you from even going down that path. Yeah. But yeah, that just goes to show that there are things that take place in your childhood that you normalize. And until you sit in a room with someone, then you don't know. But to tie into what you were saying is that we, as I guess in the Hispanic community and in in the black community, we've normalized a lot of the trauma to mm-hmm. where we feel like we don't need it. Or that didn't affect me. That didn't mold me into the person that I am today. Right. How do you know? So, right. So where I was going with that before is if you don't 
see therapy as an option, then to even think that you would need it isn't going to be, I get in it. Your, you know, your mind. So, but, but if you did, if you were raised in a family where therapy was commonplace and it, it, it was something that you were able to use to help you navigate through life, then you would be one step ahead of your partner or the work you do individually and go, Oh, you know what? I need to see a therapist. I need to talk this out. Mm -hmm. But what tends to happen is for people that don't have that. And this is where things get really slippery is you end up talking to people about it because people often communicate about what's going on with them. But you talk to people that are within your circle Mm -hmm. and typically the people that are in your circle, they're not the most objective people on the planet. They're probably yes men. Right. And so then they have the same experiences. So they're probably in the same boat as you. And they validate the things that take place. So I would imagine that a lot of these couples before going into couples therapy, if they were confiding, you know, or or if they were just speaking to someone about some of the things that were taking place in a relationship, instead of someone being objective and be like, you know what, you, you might've been wrong about Mm -hmm. that. Because people don't often do that. No. Right? Yeah. They probably heard, you know, oh, that's right. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then and then they get the validation that they are looking for. And it keeps to stamp the, the and shit say that, going. you know what, you were right. And then now you come back <laughs> yeah. at that person and it keeps going. And then on top of that, and this is a completely different thing, when you do talk to someone and you're saying a lot of negative things to or you say someone like a friend or a friend family member someone that's in in your circle your crew whatever whatever that person is or however they're affiliated or they're related to you or not or whatever anyway when you say bad things about your partner to that person and you do it constantly then they start to dislike your partner Mm -hmm. right without even knowing it and without you knowing it or knowing it or knowing (laughs) and so then now anything that you did anything you say wrong about them further validates that you don't need to be with that person and then you end up leaving that person you go into the next relationship or whatever or you kiss and make up and now you've left everybody around you disliking your partner that's also a tricky situation it's never really a good idea right but but where i was getting at is here you are further building this stuck in your ways your your false reality because yeah. your reality is based on your perception, right? And and you can't separate the two, or Got you it. can't even see that there's a a possible reality that might show that your perception is is not accurate or wrong or whatever you want to call it. But um, the show really highlighted that, and as an outsider or a fly on the wall, you really got to see this. And I think that one thing that was really cool about it is that. If you if you can find yourself in each of those people, then you can find situations where you may have done some of the things that you would look at them and say, oh, they were wrong for that. Mm-hmm. And you can go, oh, maybe this is how I could do this a little bit better. Yeah. And even again, I think I've already said this, but even if you can't relate to what they're going through, just seeing how people navigate and different ways to communicate and watching the therapist mm-hmm. help people navigate mm-hmm. can help you navigate whatever it is you're going through potentially. Mm-hmm. 
or or and this is what took place in the third season just seeing the level of the of the defeat in the males in the relationship yeah in the third season yeah and just watching people shut down mm-hmm. like that that's a thing too yeah you know and again that just goes into what you were saying people's reactions to things and that shutting down or putting up that wall and just seeing that mm-hmm. with these people or you see people that just how they chose their partner and they chose their partner specifically for Ugh. what they would deal with, you know, or, or, or what they want, you know? Yeah. You know, what's a big thing too is how you see that your partner is going to trigger you and bring up your traumas. That's a normal thing. So you're, you're almost forced to do self work mm-hmm. in order to make, of relationship work and for it to be healthy, mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not. Right. Well, I think it goes back to that saying, you know, a relationship takes work and, and well, people that well, and, why, right. And how, well, I think the how changes, right? Like if, if you talk or it to depends. someone, if you, right. If you, if you talk to someone that's been in a long-term relationship, they'll tell you, Hey, it's work, but the work changes. Like what, what was, the work that took place maybe the first decade isn't the same for sure that is taking place in this decade. Right. It's a, mm-hmm. it's forever changing. Perfect example. I have a friend of mine. I can't tell you how long she's been married, but maybe five, six, seven years, something pity. It could even be a decade. Time just slips by really, really fast. But, um, her relationship worked for her and it's still working now. But she's finding herself in a, in a situation where she's changing as a human being mm-hmm. and she's afraid of what the future of her marriage might look like because of how she's changing as a person. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, it worked because her spouse is a very passive guy, right? And she's very... You know, I, I need to take control, my way or the highway, boom, boom, boom. I'll rely on myself. I don't need to depend on anybody. So everything was just done by her, right? Mm-hmm. And it worked because he's the opposite. He's kind of laissez-faire, you know, whatever, do what you yeah. need to do. I'm not going to give you any pushback. However, with that, she's seeing now is that she feels as if she can't depend on him to offload some of her responsibilities and put on him. Because now she's in a position of where she's done a lot of work on herself mm-hmm. to make her a, a, a better human being, right? And with that, she's she's at a point now where she's ready to kind of release some of that control. Yeah, and it's going to require for him to do things differently in order for right. that to work. Right, right, right. And the reason why she's releasing that control is because during herself, her individual work, she was finding out that the reason why she was in so much control is because of the trauma that she saw her mother go through because her mother was left by her father Mm -hmm. and had to do everything on her own. So she wanted to make sure that she could do everything on her own because she didn't want to get put in a position like her mother. So she, you know, put herself through school and did everything she needed to do. It was boom, 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 boom. I got this. I got this. I got this. And now that she's, you know, where she is in life and she's able to take a step back, she's like, okay, 
I've got this now. I can actually coast now. Mm -hmm. So by coasting means I'm going to try to release some of this control. And uh, she's just she's just fearful that her growth, uh, her growth is going to affect the relationship negatively because she's with a guy that's used to someone else taking over. Control, yeah. And so by her requiring him to do more so she can do less it can make them resent one another kind of if thing. he's not willing to if he's not willing. grow and change with her yeah sure right and, and and none of this has been taken into action yet this is just this person sharing with me you know their five-year plan and how they want things to occur moving forward and well it's kind of hard to come back from that what do you mean? If she's already feeling that way or thinking that way, it's going to play itself out one way or another. Right. Whether she expresses that to him and he starts to change the way she needs him to, mm. or she doesn't and then she starts to resent him, and then it's really not going to work. And and what it was, and, and I didn't say it, I didn't say it to her. I, I did say, I did say that, you know, you, you do realize that you chose that partner. Mm-hmm. You chose those traits in him without even knowing, knowing it. That correct. you chose those mm-hmm. traits in him because it it works for you. And you, yes, you would have tried that with other people. However, other people, especially m- males that are masculine energy dominant, mm-hmm. they would not have allowed you to take the. So it wouldn't have worked for the old. So it, it yeah. wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have worked. Period. But this worked for you. And so then, what I was thinking in it, and I didn't say to her, is that. You know, you were expressing masculine energy and he wasn't. He was expressing more of the feminine energy. And now you're expecting this switch because you're ready to let go of that masculine mask that you had on. Mm -hmm. And you're ready to let your feminine energy flourish. Right. But in order for that to happen, you need to make sure that he's on board with that that role reversal for him to take over he's on board that he's capable right (laughs) to assume the masculine role and that's going to come with and and luckily she's already there but that's going to come with a lot of therapy and a lot of understanding and a lot of patience and a lot of work which is where we were going with is that relationships take a lot of work and um that but that work changes whatever that work may be or sometimes it doesn't change sometimes the work is the same work over and over and over (laughs) But, um, yeah. You ready to get out of here? Sure. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with couples therapy? I guess we didn't say this, but it's, you know, sometimes the work means realizing that that partner is not the right partner for you as well. Which one couple, two couples experience that. Yeah. So sometimes going into therapy can make you realize this wasn't the right person for you. Yep. And now how do we move on from here? Yep. 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 So it's not always fixing it in a sense of like fixing the relationship so it could be better and you guys can stay together. Sometimes it's just <laughs> separating. It's separating. kind of going to fix it. And make it as amicable as possible. Right. Because there was a one couple that went through that in the first season. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they And I want to say, but I want to say they ended up staying together. Really? Because we were we were questioning that. You're talking about the Hispanic couple? Yeah. So in something so, weird happened where it's like they almost towards the last episode, I think we were like, Oh, 
We didn't expect that. Like they almost wanted to make it work. Remember? But in the first episode, they showed us what the ending would be. And that was them breaking up. Or maybe I was wrong. No, no, no. They did. But that 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 ended up not being the ending. There oh, okay. was more to it than that. Damn, what was that? But in the third season, for sure, that couple. For sure, one couple separate. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And that sucks because no one wants to hear that because you go to therapy in hopes of a happy ending. But maybe you're happy and maybe it doesn't suck. Maybe it's life-giving. Maybe that relationship was fucking you up and draining you. Maybe it maybe, maybe sucks. Maybe it's great. Yeah, initially. Initially it was Yeah, because oh, it's yeah. hard. Most, breakup. Yeah, breakups suck in the beginning. It's a, but a lot of it just comes from what the, the fear of change and what the future is going to hold. But, th- but this particular couple, if anyone was going to break up, he was in the best situation to break up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this particular couple, they, uh, they were in a... Uh, open marriage. Open marriage, right? She was 12 years older than him. Uh-huh. And he was screwing other women. And it, but Already. She, but she was okay with it, but not okay with it. I well, think no, no, she no. was ready to change. It seems like as therapy went on, maybe right. feeling like she was willing to do it and open to do it in the beginning. But as time went on, she realized maybe that wasn't for her, what she really wanted long term. Right. But that's kind of still what he wanted. Right. I, but I say all that to say, if you're going to have to break up. He already has the right he, setup. Yeah, yeah. He's already screwing up. So <laughs> yeah. this is kind of. You kind of get over that person a little bit quicker. Right. Yeah. Probably not the most healthiest way, but it helps. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if helps is the right word, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, I do want to end this podcast with a quote from Pussy Flowers. Right? My girl. Yeah. She's kind of our yeah. favorite. So I don't know if th- these are her words or not, but. This was written on on her Instagram account. So it's her words until anyone says uh, otherwise. (laughs) So if something is taking a lot of effort for you, you are probably operating outside of your heart. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Pretty cool. And it kind of ties into, see, Segway God. Look at you. It ties into what we were saying. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If it ain't working and it feels wild. And it's hard to do. It ain't for you. Yeah. To the, to, to the core. Yeah, because that could get tricky for people. Because things are work. But you know what? You know Sometimes what? Sometimes I think you know deep down. Yeah. And I think that's where the heart plays a very important role. But you know what, though? To, to those people out there that are trying and trying and trying and trying, I get it because defeat sucks. And, and especially if you've gone the extra mile and now you're in therapy and da 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 da, you're paying this money and time. And, or if you have a family. And you don't want that yeah. sense of defeat. You want to, not to say individually win, but you want to just, you want things to work out because people, a lot of people don't want to be defeated by anything. Yeah. Right? So I can I can see a world where someone tries and tries and tries and tries and tries and holds on a little bit too long and you know should have seen the red flags and da 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 and kept it going because you just don't you know just don't want to be defeated. So sometimes you silence what the heart is telling you. Yeah, that's a problem. In order to, I I guess, 
massage your ego. Maybe. Yeah, the denial. Mm. Well, what do I know? Just a nigga from Cleveland. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we saying shit where we say where we where we saying shit but we ain't saying shit. <laughs> Why do I keep on fumbling that? <laughs> As always, I go by the name Nathan Mitchell. And I have done this episode with none other than the lovely Christina. Bye. Thank you for listening. Peace. Bye bye bye.